back to the happy hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. During the break there, Rico and I had a, a couple interesting thoughts uh, stemming from our previous discussion in the first segment um, that I want, I want to extend to your, you guys. However, before we do that, we'll, we'll continue that, that conversation in the final segment, so stick around. However, we are now joined on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline by Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity to talk some Husker hoops with us. He'll join us every Tuesday. Jacob, how's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Excited about this game tonight. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and start there. Um, I guess we'll we'll talk about the offense to to begin things. They played well in their first their two exhibition games against Peru State and Colorado, but in the first kind of two two regular season games, they've been sort of stagnant. What hasn't transferred over through these first two regular season games in your eyes? Yeah, I actually uh, wrote about that for this morning on HailVarsity.com. And it, the style just hasn't been the same. Obviously, it's a little bit more free-flowing, not as much pressure in an mm-hmm. exhibition game. The first game was against an NAIA team. So it's a little different uh, kind of circumstances. But what we've seen is Nebraska's lead ball handlers have just tried to do too much on their own. And part of that was the way that uh, Western Illinois defended them and kind of the reads they made as a result of that, um, where Alonzo Verge in particular um, just felt like he had a mismatch on every single game and tried to make a play, and mm-hmm. they just didn't get enough success out of that. And it continued a little bit in uh, the second game as well. And they figured some things out a little bit in the second half, but still, we're just not seeing uh, the kind of ball movement that, that Fred Hoiberg wants. Yep. And, um, and and a lot of that, too, is uh, – they're still running a lot of the pick-and-roll stuff, but mm-hmm. kind of the guys running those pick-and-rolls, they're getting a little bit of tunnel vision and thinking, all right, I've got to be the guy to go make this play here. I've got a mismatch. I'm going to go shoot the ball. And that isn't the way that Fred Hoiberg's system uh, should work. you, you got to take advantage of every weak point in an offense. you got to share the ball and then attack the mismatches as they present themselves. We're talking to Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity. Jacob, how would you analyze Alonzo Verge Jr. as a player through through you know four games, I guess, um, to this point? I mean, he's been the recipient of some criticism. I think he went four of sixteen from the field against Sam Houston, and, and like zero for four from deep. I think. What does he need to do to change and, and get the offense looking how it's supposed to be looking? Yeah, and I, I was a little skeptical um, when they added him as a transfer just based on the way that he had played at Arizona State. He uh, is capable of putting up some big point totals, yeah. but overall he was not a very efficient player. And I, I worried about adding another player that's kind of, um, that plays that way that isn't, isn't a great shooter but that shoots a lot uh, into the mix with this team. But I was pleasantly surprised by what I saw from him in the exhibition and his quickness and his playmaking and his ability to get other guys involved. The pick and roll chemistry with Derek Walker looked really good. Then um, a lot of that we haven't, we, I mean, he has most of Nebraska's assists for two games. So, and I kind of, in that story wrote, looked at the kind of synergy breakdown of how he's played so far. When he does pass the ball, he's been very effective at it. Yeah. even though he's only hit the pick-and-roll guy uh, for one bucket so far this season. So I, I think with him, it's all about kind of the mindset and understanding 
how he needs to play. And Fred Hoiberg said they sat down on Sunday and had a, a really good film session going over like, okay, this is what you were seeing, but this is what we need from you um, in, in these situations, and this is how we need you to play. So well, I think we'll see tonight is a big opportunity to see if he was able to learn from that and can put that in action uh, because before the season, when I was talking about this team, I, I felt like Verge is the guy that was going to kind of establish where the floor for this team is. He's He's got to be kind of the most consistent player because he's going to be handling the ball quite a lot. Uh, we've seen that a lot. The ball is in his hands. He's the most dynamic playmaker with the ball. Uh, Bryce McGowan's has been terrific for two games, but he's not quite uh, as ball dominant. He's, he's good off the ball as well as, has the ability to score with it in his hands. So um, Burge is going to be the one that is running the offense for about 90% of the game. So if he's making the wrong decisions, if he's letting the ball stick in his hands, um, then it's going to bog the whole thing down, and that's what we've seen for two games. Uh, we're speaking to Jacob Padilla, Hale Varsity. Jacob, uh, we haven't seen much from the from the bigs uh, for Nebraska. If, if they could get more involved that way, do you think that would open up more – shooting opportunities for a C.J. Wilcher or, or a Kasei Tominaga on the outside? Definitely. And uh, I, I definitely think that needs to be a focus going into this game, just kind of looking at what Creighton's done so far. They've been very good defensively for the most part. The one spot that they haven't necessarily been at a high level at is defending the role man in the pick and roll. And that's something that Nebraska has not established yet once the game started counting. Um, I feel like if they come in with the right mindset and Derek Walker rolls hard to the rim and we get some Eduardo Andre minutes after his strong showing against Sam Houston, that is a, a point of weakness that Nebraska could potentially exploit. And then if you have to um, collapse down on, on the roll man, then that does open up the, the kickout opportunities where guys will get really good looks. And also, um, I think they need to go back to playing through Walker a little bit more in the high post as opposed to just running the pick and roll every time and then having whoever has the ball in his hands take a shot. Um, get, get that early action movement where he, he pops to the, the high post, you get in the ball, and then guys cut off him, and somebody comes and takes a handoff, and then you kind of get into that kind of action. So I feel like keeping the bigs involved uh, is going to be a key to balancing out this offense a little bit more than what we've seen. And if that happens, those opportunities on the perimeter definitely should present themselves. Staying inside, staying with the bigs, uh, we've all kind of realized or, or, or thought so far through a couple of games that rebounding is not going to be a strong suit for this Nebraska basketball team. Is there any way that the guards can go down there and help these these big men You know, get some more boards to give themselves maybe some second-chance opportunities or more opportunities to get out on the break because getting out-rebounded is, is not, not really going to help this team? Uh, and that, that's definitely the key. It, it does have to be those perimeter guys. Because if you look at the offensive rebounds they've given up, there aren't many of them where Derek Walker failing to do his job. A lot of the time, Walker's got to be the guy that rotates over and challenges a shot at the rim, which means somebody has to drop on the backside. And those guys, th those backside defenders just haven't been good enough. They, they were much better in the second game than the first. There were a couple stretches where it wasn't there, but um, for the most part, I mean, Second chance points were even in that game, 14 to 14. So um, they, they still probably gave up a few more uh, offensive rebounds than Fred Horberg would have liked. But Sam Houston also missed a lot of shots. So that, that's going to happen. So I, I think they showed some improvement because a lot of what I saw in that first game was simply effort and dedication and, and guys doing what they needed to on a consistent basis. So we saw some improvement there, and it's going to have to be a team effort all season long because they don't have 
uh, a natural guy that's going to go in there and pull down 10 boards a game. Um, it's, it's a lot of guys that are going to have to be involved. Trey McGowan went down there and grabbed nine defensive rebounds in that game after um, he said he wasn't happy with his performance. He only had two in the first game. And they had him working with the bigs in drills um, during practice last week just to kind of get that mindset in him, like, hey, you, you got to get in the mix here and to also uh, finish a little bit better around the rim. So we saw, some, we saw that paying a little bit of dividends, and that's what they're going to need from these guards. We're talking to Jacob Padilla from Hale Varsity. Jacob, now, despite Nebraska returning, well, the staff of Nebraska basketball returning more guys than they really have throughout their time here, they still have fresh faces. They still are playing new faces. They're having two out of the five guys in the in the starting five that are, are new to the team. Four out of the five guys that they brought off the bench against Sam Houston are new to the team. How much leeway should we be giving Nebraska through these first couple games? Yeah, there's definitely some of that. And that's kind of when you fall back into the bad habits is when there is um, kind of a lack of familiarity with each other and comfort. That's where Verge coming in as a new guy, um, if things aren't going well early, has uh, could potentially kind of fall back into some bad habits. And that's you just have to build that trust. You got to put the the play on tape, show them, hey, this will work if you uh, if you simply stick with it and, and execute the right way. So there's going to be a little bit of that. That's kind of uh, that's the interesting thing about this Creighton game being so early in the season, uh, where it, as it normally takes place in December. Yeah, is both these teams because uh, you look at Creighton, they're starting five new. Five new players. Uh, I've got a couple of freshmen in the starting lineup, a couple coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so both teams really have no idea kind of what they are right now, and they're still trying to figure themselves out. So <laughs> tonight will, uh, I guess, be a test of, all right, who has figured out the most through two games? Uh, Nebraska has attempted 67 free throws through two games. Is that something we can expect to continue, or is that just based on, you know, like we said, the, the hero ball, the ISO uh, guys just trying to be the guy and get to the rim more by themselves. Yeah, it, it's definitely part of that. Um, and Bry- Bryce McGowan has displayed a, a strong ability to get to the free throw line, uh, Verge as well. But again, particularly with Verge, we've seen that come um, a- along with some uh, a lot of empty possessions where he did try to force up a tough one that he wasn't able to finish. Um, so I, I think I don't know that it's going to continue at quite the rate. Um, that we've seen thus far, and honestly, it probably would be a little bit better if you converted a couple of those trips to the foul line to just being buckets and getting open looks. Um, but I think that's going to continue to be a strength of this team because Verge, you watch him play, he does have uh, an insane ability to um, use his quickness to, to get into the paint, to draw contact, to, to beat defenders. Um, and Bryce McGowan's is, uh, with his length and uh, his touch and just his feel for scoring, those guys are going to be tough to defend all season. Um, so I think uh, the key for this team is going to find that mix between forcing things and kind of letting the offense flow. Um, but ultimately, the free throw line is certainly going to be important for this team, I think. All right, Jacob, one more before we let you go. Nebraska's lost nine of their last ten against Creighton. Uh, last win was in 2018, I believe, if I, if I remember that correctly. How does tonight unfold in your eyes? What, what do you think happens? Yeah, it's, I really have no idea. Um, <laughs> I think you give the edge to Nebraska just based on uh, they've got more guys coming back, they've got a little bit more experience, and they've got the home court advantage. But it um, sounds like 
Sharif Mitchell might be back for Creighton tonight, um, which would uh, kind of change things for them defensively and in the yeah. backcourt as another ball handler. Mm-hmm. Um, he has not played yet this season, and he's the only one on the team that has played in this rivalry. Um, so that would be a big boost for them, but hard to know what to expect from him coming in the first game. So I think you give the edge to uh, Nebraska, but ultimately this might come down to just whichever of these teams is able to knock down a few shots because both teams have gotten a lot of good looks and missed a lot of good looks in the early going. Yeah, if I remember correctly, Creighton went one of nineteen from deep in, against Kennesaw State. So we'll we'll yeah. see which uh, which team has the the hotter hand this evening. All right, Jacob, we appreciate the time uh, once again. Thanks for for signing up and and hanging out with us every Tuesday during this hoop season. We'll we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, thanks, guys. That is Jacob Padilla of Hale Varsity. All right, before we take a break, let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question for you guys that Rico and I talked about during the break. And it kind of stems back to that previous conversation, and we'll we'll wrap it up on the next on the other side. In your eyes, what is good enough for Nebraska football next season? Let us know four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline Sutter Heyman Text Line. Feel free to call in, give your thoughts. We'll get to them all next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.